art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. to the romance bar good evening gata good evening colleen and welcome to another edition of the romance bar did anyone miss us i know we're not as consistent as we used to be but you know what? we're trying to keep things fresh and so we're we're being wonderfully inconsistent and yes because that's the way things are right now but i think also if we're going to deliver a better podcast being inconsistent than us being consistent i feel it's worth it and i think yeah. I hope our fans appreciate it. I mean, I think they are, according to our our, our our numbers. I mean, I think one day, Gata, we could get to where we, um, I don't know if you've heard of this thing, it's called non-spawn, uh, looped. Have you heard of it? No. So, um, because of pandemic and so on, even though restrictions are lifting, some podcasters are still doing um, virtual events. But Looped is, like, where you could do, like, a live podcast, but from the comfort of your own home. Mm-hmm. And, like, interact with the audience. I'm like, maybe one day we'll get there, Gata. Maybe. Maybe. That we could host an event. Although, I don't know how people would feel if they ever saw us. I think the, the, the wonderful mystery is that they, do, <laughs> that they don't see that they don't see us. Um, yeah. But how have you been, Gata? And what are we drinking this evening? Um, I have been... Okay. Stressed. But, you know, it's fine. It's work. It's life. That's what happens. It's the world at Um, large. It is the world at large. I am drinking water because there's nothing better than some cool, cool, cool water. There there really isn't. um, Mm -hmm. uh, Well, because now we have that, the, the fancy Brita filter, you know, the pitcher that does it, you know, for you. And I'm like, oh. It just, it tastes so much better. And I'm like, oh, cold water. I miss it. Because I was trying to do room temperature. Because I was like, no, let's let's see if I could. No, nothing beats cold water sometimes. <laughs> um, fresh, fresh. 100%. Although I am drinking a little bit of coffee so I can sound as perky as I sound to the listeners and to my wonderful co-host. <laughs> um, but uh, we figured since it is the week of the... Bridgerton premiere. It is only justice that we um, discuss Bridgerton this evening. Uh, the uh, I'm just giving spoilers ahead. We're going to be discussing the book because obviously we haven't had a chance to watch the show yet. So we're just discussing tonight the book that season two is going to be mostly based off of because as we learned from season one, they took some bits from uh, to foreshadow for future books. So we're really going to just be discussing the book that season two is going to be based off of however god and i well god i know discovered the uh tweet of um that is rolling through the twitterverse causing quite a stir so god would you like to kick that hot topic off um let me grab the tweet because i know there's felt other romance authors that are not very happy about it either as well as fans. <laughs> so basically, 
they're saying that they're toning down the raunchiness of the rest of the series because it felt like um because it felt like influences of purity culture something like this so um i i think it's a big mistake and i think i hope that's not true i hope that's just a rumor i agree that is not true because then it takes away from the books it takes away from the series it takes away from the show and what made it unique what made it um something that all of us wanted to watch it now we didn't watch it just for that we watched yeah. it also for the story and like the um or even why we read romance books in general oh, that's like not, that's not but it adds something to the you know it adds something to it so um i hope that's not true well, like, okay, I'm going to admit here, I stopped watching Game of Thrones <clears throat> at a certain point because the sex was gratuitous. Like, there was no point to a good chunk of the sex scenes that happened on screen. Like, I felt like mm -hmm. it was just the sex and or rape scenes were just, oh, because we're on HBO, we're going to push a limit because we can. And in rethinking a ma majority of the sex that occurred in Bridgerton, I'm like, okay, uh -huh. there was a, like, okay, so the first scene that my husband always teases about of Anthony Bridgerton um, is him having fun with a lady by a tree. And I'm like, but you know what? That sets up his character of what he's supposed to be this season because they call him, you know, the rake with a capital R. And I'm like, okay, oh. so if you think about it, how much that foreshadows things further along. I'm like, that actually, like, there's a point to that scene. It's helping the story along. Now, granted, obviously, um, and I know we talked about it with Kim before, of the scene, if you take out the scenes and the book still happens, then it means this, the, the sex scenes in there were pointless. There was no point to them. And we've talked about, like, the ones that we truly enjoy, there is a point to having them in there. Like, if you take them out, mm -hmm. the, the story's going to be missing something. I feel for a there might be maybe one or two scenes in Bridgerton where you're like, all right, that was unnecessary, but I feel a majority of them helped set the tone and progress the story along. I yeah. mean, if they're set you up, what comes after? Like, they're meant as they're they're basically they're speaking something. They're saying something to you and you just have to catch what they're saying right. in the next in the next chapter or the next scene or you know in the next sentence, but like uh, there's there's a reason why they're there. Right. And I don't I don't feel like a lot of them were gra like gra gratuitously placed. Like I don't think it was you know obscene and un unnecessary. Um and well they, they there was one other review that said like, they want to try to make it so it's very much from the female gaze. Mm -hmm. And if that if that's being said of, like, oh, it's from the female gaze, yet the sex is being toned down, I don't know if I like those two things in the same sentence. Like, yeah, I don't think that would make sense either because that's not the female gaze. Cause that's I'm like, absolutely some other person's gaze, but not the female gaze. I'm like, I, I think, cannot, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I just, I just think that's that's like taking it a little bit too far, and it's not true. I mean, it's making us. Um, I don't know what to say, but like, I, I just don't think that's true. I don't think that's reflective of who, who we are. No, I don't, and I think also again, if you 
recall, a majority of the romance books are written mm -hmm. by women. So if you would like to understand from the female perspective, a good chunk is the source material of what you're trying to capture. And also, your show had popularity based around, the, around a lot of different aspects. I mean, there was something mm -hmm. there. So why are you trying to tweak it? If that's the case, like I can understand, like maybe creating a more structured story or I don't, I don't know. I don't, we'll have to wait and see for the, the premiere, um, which as of this record, actually this episode should be coming, should be dropping the same day as Bridgerton. So we understand if you're not going to listen <laughs> yeah, because you're going to be busy binging. Um, I will be watching it on my, um, on my tablet with my headphones because i'm not going to be home so <laughs> uh i'm gonna see how much i can get through and uh well i'm sure god and i are going to be um having quite, quite texting yeah texting quite the uh the reaction the uh the reactions to what's going on on screen mm -hmm. um i now you've watched the trailer god or you haven't no i have not okay so I just, I just refuse to watch it just because I I I don't want to set uh I don't want to set any kind of expectations. I already have high expectations. I don't want to even I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to not be disappointed. You know, I just want to go in and watch it. Okay. I'm I'm only going to spoil a tiny bit, but it's the scene that brought me a lot of joy and mm -hmm. reasons why I'm like, okay, this is why I'm returning to the show. Um so one of the opening scenes is uh, Lady Bridgerton, the mom, saying, the Viscount is getting married this year to a crowd full of people. And the, the cut to Anthony's face of like, did you just say that out loud? Why well, did you do that, mother? <laughs> and to which I was like, oh, this, this, is, this is why. This is why she is the gem. Why I adore, mm -hmm. I'm like, why I adore her and why I'm going to continue to be watching is because i love the mother so much <laughs> i think um that's all olden, in olden times in olden times they had to announce otherwise who would know that he's you know planning on um you know finding a wife so i know had to announce it you know but the the the, re the reaction <laughs> she should have taken she should have taken a an advert in the newspaper but that was not the time yet Right, or she would have, but um, or she would have found would a way have... to get it down to um, like Lady Whistledown, um, yep. But still, the sh the the her saying that and then Anthony's reaction, I was like, I feel like any mother child relationship is just gonna understand Anthony's reaction to what his mother said in that entire like that entire scene of like yep we've all been there where our moms have yeah. said these things out in public and you're just like i would like to curl up and die <laughs> or run away but i can't and i do appreciate the fact that his hair is not as poofy this season um yeah whoever said you know we're gonna de-poof the hair if it was jonathan bailey himself good job i i'm on board it looks a lot better in my opinion um, but we should probably start talking about the book. But first, uh, John. Hello. Welcome back. We missed you. Mm, I missed you. Well, <laughs> hello, podcasting land. <laughs> hello. Hello. Uh, so 
we we are discussing a book tonight, believe it or not, uh, and it is the Viscount who loved me. You know what? You threw me there because what what wasn't there a who loved me? But was it the Duke who loved me, the King who loved mm, me? Probably. There was another who loved me. I thought. It's. I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, there's a James Bond thriller. Wasn't it the Spy Who, spy loved, who loved Me? Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Oh no, a Spy Who Shagged Me is Austin Powers. Is Austin Powers, and then there's a Spy Who Dumped Me. Mm-hmm. You know that movie. I do. I love that movie very much. <laughs> so that's it's the sequel to Spy Who Dumped Me. Mm-hmm. Is the Viscount who loved me? Yes, exactly. The Viscount who loved me. Um, actually, teaser. It features. Uh, we were just talking about you. I don't know if you heard, but uh, yeah, it's it's the tree dude from season one of Bridgerton. Oh, the tree uh-huh. man. Yes, tree man's back. Yes. Did he? Uh, is he? I know I've asked this already from the show, but he doesn't do anything by a tree this season, right? Um, we don't know. Oh, you don't maybe. Know. Maybe. Yeah, we're not exactly sure. We'll find he out. You should Friday. do it between two trees. Maybe he will. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. You, you know, you got to one up the the last one. It's kind of like when Netflix had Daredevil and they did the hallway scene in the first season, then then there was the staircase scene in the second season. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Shh. Well, there is. Okay, I'll take your word I'm for it. I'm just saying, God. Okay, you know what? I think we um, all need a coffee break. And yes. we will get back to discussing. Spawn. Colleen, so we're back, and we are better than ever with the Romance Bar. We are new and improved with a sponsor now, Gata. A sponsor? Tell <laughs> me more. <laughs> Why, thank you, Price is Right, Gata. I appreciate you <laughs> so much. We have the sponsor called Gamer Grind Coffee uh, that is actually sponsoring the ACPN Network, who brings you the Romance Bar. Oh, uh, this is awesome. Awesome. Yay, yay for coffee sponsoring us. Us having a coffee as our first sponsor is so apropos, considering how much coffee fuels this podcast. The names that Gamer Grind came up with are uh, priceless for their 12 blends. And what I think is unique with their 12 blends, the one that I'm currently drinking is called Rage Mode. Uh, Ooh! <laughs> I know. The the husband picked it out. He got a medium roast, which I was just like, my body was in shock because I'm like, I'm not used to medium roast coffee anymore. But the bright side with Gamer Grind, if I want to order Rage Mode again, I can upgrade it to a dark roast. And you can pick if you want to have it whole bean or if you want to have it finely ground ready for your coffee pot so you don't have to grind it yourself, which I think is pretty cool because, you know, most blends, like if you go to certain places, oh, only this blend is available and it's only a dark only a dark roast, whereas this one you can customize and you still think the name is cool. Uh, but they were so kind to sponsor us, the Romance Bar, and they were generous enough to give us a, a discount code. What is that discount code, Gata? It's ACPN at checkout. So when you purchase all the coffee your heart's desire, just make sure you're doing ACPN at checkout to get the 5% off. And yes, it is only 5%, but you know what? You're saving so much money. Um, on shipping and handling and you're getting great amazing tasting coffee which i'm drinking right now i am very envious of you (laughs) i drank my coffee for the day and i cannot wait for my order to come in yeah just remember to go to gamergrind.co 
and use ACPN at checkout to get your 5% off your first order. And also follow them on Instagram, Gamers Grind CO, um, and see their amazing uh, products. They have other uh, products as well that goes with their coffee. Um, check them out and let us know what you think. Thank you, Gamers Grind. Thank you. So, yes, the Viscount Who Love Me is book two of the Bridgerton series. Uh, as I've heard, Anthony is the fan favorite. Am I wrong, Gata? Um, He's a lot of fan favorites, yes. Not mine. But I don't you know think. that. That I know. I Well, I don't know if our dear listeners knew that. Um, It's not that he... And I think, I hate to say it, I feel this is where the audiobooks have kind of done a disservice as far as my part goes. Because I, I just... And it's not because I listen to them at supersonic speed, no matter what Kim thinks. Um, I just, I think the tone just doesn't strike me in the right way. That I'm just like, I'm not. But no, I didn't overly love it. I liked the book. I just was not like, I think I was, I think I was anticipating too much maybe. Because I knew that he was the fan favorite going into it. And maybe it was just um, overhype on my... I don't know. Yeah. But um, we should probably give a brief overview of of what occurs in the book before I delve into my further opinion. But would you like to give us a brief overview of what happens, Gata? Um, sure. Hold on. So, book two of the Viscount who loved me. So basically... Uh, we continue on after Duke and Duchess. It's been three years, I want to say, because that's how old the baby is. Oh, really? Huh. And yes. So um, just so you know, in the books, the baby is a girl. Yes. In the show, they made her a boy, which I completely disagree with. But I, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I disagree as well. <laughs> I think we talked about it when... We did see, talk about it, yeah. Yeah. So... Andy, um, Anthony Bridgerton, um, 1814 promises to be another eventful season. I'm going to read the synopsis because it's great. Not this author believes for Anthony Bridgerton, London's most elusive bachelor, mm. but has shown no indication that he plans to marry. And in truth, why should he? When it comes to playing the consummate rake, nobody does it better. Lady Whistledown's Society Papers, April 1814. But this time, the gossip colonists have it wrong. What? Anthony hasn't just decided to marry. He's even chosen a wife. The only obstacle is his intendant's older sister. Right, so, Kate Sheffield is this older sister. Uh, the most muddlesome woman ever to grace a London ballroom. The spirited schemer is driving Anthony mad with her determination to stop the betrothal. When he closes his eyes at night, Kate is the one haunting his increasingly erotic dreams. Yes. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, Kate is quite sure that reformed drakes do not make the best husbands. And Anthony Bridgerton is the most wicked rogue of them all. Kate is determined to protect her sister, Duina. 
She fears her own heart is vulnerable. And when Anthony's lips touch hers, she's suddenly afraid she might not be able to resist. Um, she will not. End no. of story. No, she will not. Um, no. And of course, um, we all know <laughs> the key to my glorious heart is um, a dog. And Oh, there is a dog. There is a dog. There is a wonderful dog. Um, and yes, the dog is just as wonderful on the show as... Oh, well, like in the trailer, as one would expect. So, um, and no, I don't think it is an ugly dog in any way, shape, or form. Because, like, I know that's what he um, comments on, <laughs> I think, in the in the book, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, the, the book opens up with, um, I finally, like, when you open it up, because it got mentioned in season one. I don't think it was really mentioned in the book, but I know um, the the I think again from the trailer. This is just like I I like that there's more of an expanded relationship. Like you see the the better relationship between him and the mother. Not to say that there wasn't a relationship between the mother and Daphne, but I like huh. the 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 more building on her relationship mm-hmm. to each of her children, I think, like, going mm-hmm. forward. And I think that's probably, like, if as long as they stay true to that, like, I think I'm going to probably enjoy whatever direction they decide to go in huh. as far as the show goes. Um, but she made a comment to him when he's, like, looking at the pocket watch because that belonged to his father. And he, uh, in the book, he talks about how he has the strongest memories because he's the oldest out of everyone of the father because they were the oldest and they spent the most amount of time together and he felt like he had the the best relationship like the closest yeah. relationship to his father out of all of them and when the father died um he got struck with this fear that the same thing that happened to his father was going to happen to him dying um fairly young cuz how old was the father in his he died in his like thirties or forties, like, early forties. Yeah, like he he was still well. If the mom was still of like childbearing age, like I I would say like. Um, but remember, I know friends. R- right, but I'm just like thinking. So I think she was like thirty eight, maybe. Um, probably, yeah. Yeah, I think she was like thirty eight, and so yeah, he was like he was in his early forties, and what happened is there. The father was stung by a bee and died as a result of the bee sting. Now, he had been stung before, but, like, the second time is what killed him. And apparently um, there was an author's note at the end of the book that that is a thing, that that can happen. Like, you could develop a, um allergic reaction yeah. to bees. Um, now, I don't know if you had this gotta... Um, but the movie My Girl struck a very big chord with girls of my generation because of bees. <laughs> huh. So the fear, I'm like, all right, the fear of bees, I completely understand, even though it's irrational. Um, but did you ever see the movie My Girl, Kata? Um, No, I have not, actually. Okay, so that was a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. But um, Macaulay Culkin's uh, character... Uh, is allergic to bees and he goes to find, he goes into the woods and he loses his glasses. Again, another fear of mine. 
uh, I wear glasses, people. So losing glasses, anytime that kind of happens in a movie, I kind of, I'm like, I identify with that irrational fear <laughs> of like, it's going to happen. And then I'm, it's not going to end well for me. <laughs> it's a weird, irrational fear. And I'm sure it's a contributing factor for my girl. But anyway, um, he dies as a result of bee sting. So therefore I was like, all right, I kind of understand that the bee sting is forever haunting Anthony Bridgerton from this moment on because of how the father died. So he's like, I'm gonna die young, so I might as well live my life kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Um, but now the pressure's on of like, oh, I should probably get married and pass on the title to someone. Yeah. Um, so I should go do the thing and get married. And mm -hmm. so, of course, I don't know. I forgot how it gets, like, I think it is announced in the book. Right? Through um, Lady Whistledown's? I believe so, yeah. Addition that, oh, he, you know, the rake with a capital R, and she breaks down, like, what a rake is in in the, uh, in her column and says, like, oh, but he's a rake with a capital R, meaning, like, yeah. he has no, no remorse for his, and his feelings, and he will never change his ways, kind of a thing. And Kate is all like, yep, I completely agree. He is never going to change mm -hmm. his ways. <laughs> and Kate is the, um, Kate is the, the planer, like the, I hate to say plain, but I feel like that's. Well, okay, so there's two different forms of beautiful. Yes, I agree. And she's the least popular form of beautiful mm. with some of the, the guys who's are all about looks and not substance so that's what it is right she's taller um she has i think she's a brunette um she's opinionated you know she's all the good stuff right she's all and... the stuff that makes an excellent heroine of a novel but not the thing that most men want men where, wants right yeah. whereas Ed edwina um is you know Petite. she's Bubbly, Cute. right? Yeah, bubbly. You know, like Miss Press. No. Like anybody would love to have her. Like if you know what, if you, okay. I think the thing is this: people look at both of them. They think, oh, one I can control because she's cute and adorable, mm -hmm. and one that I'm not going to be able to. That's how I've seen it. Well, or very much. I it just popped into my head, like kind of taming of the shrew, a little bit. Yeah, like Bianca's like the bubbly one, um, mm -hmm. but you have to get through. Uh, you know, the the older sister. Um, God and I could go on a whole day and a half about Taming the Shrew another time. That's a different podcast. That's that's our new podcast. <laughs> the Shakespearean Breakdown with God and Colleen. With our dear friend Nikki. Um, but, so, he's like, so clearly the Viscount makes his decision of like, oh, we're going to try to win Edwina over. As best we can. And that goes to... Why would it go fairly well? I mean, come on. If this is like page, you know, early pages of the book, you know it's not going to end I mean, fantastically. So, <laughs> so Ed Edwina and... I'm sorry, I'm like... It's okay. Edwina and Anthony really didn't click. No. And she couldn't really say no or anything, because her mom, I think, wanted this to happen, if I remember correctly, but, like, 
you know, she's like, oh, he's a duke. It's going to, uh, whatever, he's a Viscount. It's going to be great. Um, he has connection. He's rich. They're mm-hmm. really famous. They're very popular. But Kate was like, I can see behind his facade. No, thank you. Um, and so in that in that way, Kate and Anthony clicked their animosity mm. towards each other, right? Which sets tone for the rest of the story because that's how it is. Now they don't like each other, so that we have to put them together in all these situations where they don't like each other. And I think... Well, you know, there is, I, I don't know if I want to spoil it too much because I really don't know what the show is going to do with the story. Well, see, that's the thing. We're discussing the book so that we're really only spoiling certain things that happen in, in the book. So, the again, book. We, do, we can't guarantee because the show changed stuff from The Duke and I. Yeah. So I feel so it's in, safe. Yeah. In if the you, book, you still don't know who Lady Whistledown is, just so you know. No. In the book, that's still a mystery. You have no idea. Although. Um, in the the book, there is no the other lady. Um, right. Well, that was in season one. You don't know about her. You don't hear about her. I, you um, know, thinking about that, knowing that, knowing what we know show wise, it's sort of like, yeah. how is the opinion going to be formulated about her saying the things that she's saying about this family, knowing, you know, knowing who she is? Like, how is that going to? F- form the audience's opinion differently in going forward up until her book. Like, up until her book. In the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm very interesting, interested to see because I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to let it go and not talk about it and move on? I'm not sure, but I can tell you it's not going to be eight books in eight season. It might be smaller because mm. they're going to push other people like they did in season one mm. um, from the other books in there. So to set the stage for what's going to happen next. Because um, you met people from book five, book um, seven, no, four and five. You don't know that. You right. Know. But... Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm pleasantly in surprise because I've only read book two. You know, like, I've only read this this and the first one, oh. so I haven't gone further. Um, so I guess maybe it is hindering, not hindering my opinion, but, like, it's changing my percep- perception a little bit. Yeah. Knowing who Lady Whistledown is. Um, I still want to know why they revealed who she was. Early. So early. Uh, I don't maybe, know. I really don't because because it played such a huge part. Maybe because they didn't know how well it was going to do. So they could kind of like, if it didn't go did, well, it would be wrapped no, up. I don't know. It would be, they would be absolutely stupid if they didn't think it would have gone really well. Did, I, they would not know what they're doing, honestly. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm no, guessing here. Um, um, well, so... The, the, uh, so there are a couple of people still trying to woo Edwina going forward and they make the mistake of bringing her flowers of which she is allergic to, <laughs> but Kate loves them. So that is kind of how, um, the meet cutes that keep happening between Kate and Anthony occur. Cause he's trying, to, he's trying to court 
And but he starts to be like, oh well, I brought flowers. He brings fl- not just flowers for Edwina. He brings them for Kate as well, right? I think I'm pretty sure he brings fla- you know, like designated flowers for each female of the household because you know, yeah, he was raised properly, um, and like that's the respectful thing to do. And you know, Kate is like, oh, that's actually very nice. And I think she lets it in of like, oh no, Edwina's actually very allergic to flowers, so. I enjoy them on her behalf. Um, And he's like, oh, that's, that's really, that's, you know, like a good thing to know going forward. And uh, Anthony's perception of what marriage is going to be, he's like, there's not, it's going to be a loveless marriage. Where have we heard this before? Uh, I'm like, oh, yes, we've, we've been down this trope before. So it's like, it's just, they're going to produce an heir. And in his mind, he's like, oh, we're going to just produce the heir. I'm going to die, but the title will be passed on to my child. The end. Like, that's that's his whole um, scenario in his head of just, like, it's that's how it's going to go. And Kate is, like, Kate does not get lit in on this plan until a little bit, um, until things occur. Um, but, the, you know, they keep meeting at parties and they keep having these interactions and of course Kate is like I'm like she's trying to figure out her feelings for Anthony her 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 reactions I should say yeah and then a bee appears to which I didn't know Um, I just I'm not gonna really I'm not gonna spoil because I want to see how they're gonna do in the show but this is the scene where I was just like I don't like how this scene played out at all and I'm not fond of it. Um, and I think this is kind of where my mind was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I get why it had to happen, but I feel like it was really weird. And I tried rereading it, and I still just, it just, it didn't gel well with me. And do you, you know what I'm talking about, right, Gata? I mean, no, no. The scene with the bee? Well, the scene with the bee has... Starts... I don't know. Do you mention... Game? Was this after the Pall Mall game? No, it's... Right. No, it wasn't before. Yeah. Because they're... Because they were playing and that happened. Because they're at a party. They're off by themselves. No, no, no. The Pall Mall game happens before the bee. No, hold on. Listen. <laughs> playing the game, he's uh, usually, uh, what's her name, plays and beats him. And she's holding that special racket, whatever yes. it's called. I still don't understand what Pall Mall is after reading this book, and I'm not Googling it to really get the, <laughs> the um, but it's like, what, uh-huh. like croquet? Really, basically? Something like that. It's fairly sim- um, So the Bridgerton's... The Bridgerton family are very competitive, and you have to have... So, Anthony only gets a... Like, there's a special stick. Like, okay, so we all know that, like, if you ever played a game with your family or your friends, like, everyone's like, oh, no, we want to... Okay, think of it like the game of Monopoly. Like, everyone wants to grab their designated piece, and if anybody else gets that piece, there's going to be war. Um, It's fairly similar to the Bridgerton family. So, Anthony gets the black... The the black... um, it's stick. The, it's yeah, the black racket. Yeah. Anyway, so 
Kate gets it. She dex- He hits her ball really far somewhere where it's really tricky, or she hits his ball really far where it, it's somewhere tricky to get it. And they go to find it, and that's when the bee thing happened. Because I thought it was at a party, like, much later. after, Like, everybody was, like, in the house well after. Hold on. Hold on. Let me... Hold on. God is going to find uh, it. Investigation. Yeah, yeah. Invest... You know what? And there... <laughs> Someone had to ask God a question. She goes, I will investigate. So now every time uh, God is like, I'm going to investigate, I'm like, I feel like I should get her, like, Sherlock Holmes's... The hat that's normally associated with Sherlock Holmes and a magnifying glass anytime she's going to go investigate things. Should have someone make you like a little um, caricature. Listeners out there, if anybody who's very good at drawing wants to draw a caricature of a uh, detective, go right ahead. Gata is a brunette, just in case anyone needs to know that for the caricature. Okay, I'm back. And you know who helped me figure it out? My sister. Amazing. She's like, I'm I'm listening to you. You're getting it wrong. Okay, thank you. We appreciate you, sister. So you're right. It was after the game, but it wasn't at a party. So they're walking. um, He finds her in the garden. She finds him in the garden. So they're in a secluded area Uh after the game. That's when it happens. Uh And then... Um, the bee thing happened, and they're find out uh, by her. They're caught mom. in a compromising position, so clearly, this, uh, yeah, that yeah. the only way to solve that back in yester decade is to clearly get married now. Well, yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. And he, he, he's amazing at proposals. It sucks, ladies and gentlemen. It sucks royally. Like it is not. Like, I think Daphne and um, Simon had a better proposal. Like, it sounded a lot better than the one Anthony delivers to you. But it wasn't, but it's not supposed to be, like, this wonderful love match anyway. Um, and, is no, he meets the dog earlier. Because he meets the dog I think he does, yeah. Yeah, he meets he it when he delivers it. the flowers. Yeah. But the dog increasingly does not, is not, like, hmm. I don't know how I feel about you during the proposal scene. Yeah. And uh, to, which, to which I'm like, yes, I do love the dog even more on the show. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about the, the whole B scene book-wise. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes on the show. Like if it's going to make me feel a different way. I don't oh, know. I just didn't... I, I'm trying not to spoil. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, don't, don't, don't. No, it's I'm not. okay. It's okay. I understand. Yeah. So I was just. I think from that point on, I was just like, I'm not really liking this, but I'm gonna finish this book. Um, I I would have, but I'm like, no, I need to finish this book because I need to see what happens because I want to keep reading the rest of them. So I'm like, let hmm. me go on. So they they do get married um and i don't was the wedding i don't recall if the wedding night was like she asks to for them to have some time yes and that's um, the moment where i didn't like him very much it's like i can't um 
Yeah. And there is a discussion. Well, because of that discussion, but I was like, excuse me, did we not just have that whole scene with the bee? Yeah. That's where I'm like, I'm sorry, what? The whole thing with the bee and then the wedding night. I'm just, where, what? Okay, I... Now you see, I think God and I are now on the same page. We're, th- we're trying not to, yeah, trying not to spoil it. <laughs> Which, it's really hard, though. It really is. It's really difficult. Um, I know we also missed a scene where she gets caught underneath Anthony's desk. And that's before they're in- engaged. Um, and he's she's, like, spying on him. Um, I think the thing is... So much, I'm confused. Okay, so I'm confusing the show with the book with the other books. Um, and but but the one th- the thing about I love about the books is that it's only the story of the two of them. Right. There is some existent like the other characters exist on the sideline, and you can follow their stories. Like there is some action going on, mm-hmm. but it's really mainly them. Right. What I appreciated in the show because. A TV, it's like a, right. you know, it's a different form of entertainment. Was the multiple storylines because that's how you get, you know, attached mm-hmm. to something. Right. Um. So I'm. I would be interesting, interested because in in how they frame this and how this is going to go, because I don't think it's going to be as easy as, um, it got caught in a compromising position or it could be i just i'm not sure um the other part is after what happens after i think anthony goes into this with his mind um not his heart Mm -hmm. and kate knows very well that he was set on her sister and um you know the most the more attractive between quotation sisters so she has that Right, so she still thinks... In the back of... Yeah, in the back of her mind. I think that's... Um, I think you're right, because in here, how are you going to convey, like, because a lot of this is going on, like, a lot of the internal battle is very, like, okay, so when you're reading this, how is it going to transfer to the on-screen? And that's where you have to, like, create the dialogue between certain characters, so obviously you're going to have a lot more of um, him talking... To the you know him talking to his mom and then talking to his brothers, um, and just you know dealing with the uh, like to really explain and maybe that's why they're trying to go more for like the what did they call it the the Jane Austen approach of like oh it's going to be very much you know in glances and almost touches yeah. and things like that. I'm not saying those are bad because like I recall in season one when. Um, Simon and Daphne are looking at the picture and there's like that yeah. moment like there's a that, lot that you can there's a lot off. that you can go into that but it's like if you're doing that if you're purposely doing that intentionally to de- like detract I'm like you got you got to see how it goes again we're mm-hmm. going to have to wait and see. we're we're speculating and I'm and again I'm the one who's watched the trailer but I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to have all of this play out um but the uh the other thing we f- found out, so more, I feel like, yes, this, so with Kate, she has uh, a fear of rainstorms, and that 
has to do with what happened to her mother. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, the little bit of the mystery going forward of, like, you know, like, why is she so afraid and, like, Anthony helps. Like, they grow closer as a result of just, like, oh, no, there's more to the... It creates the substance to their relationship. Is that Am I wrong in saying that? That that helps create... Uh, well, it helps um, generate uh, feelings. Anthony doesn't, he's like, he's not completely dead to being attracted to her. He's just like, oh no, I'm not attracted to her. You know, in the typical way that men are in this predicament of like, oh no, I'm not attracted to this woman. What are you talking about? Oh, I can't stop thinking about her. What's going on? <laughs> We've never read that before, right, Gata? No, no. <laughs> no, we have not. But... Like I said, once I got to the end of it, I was just like, it was okay. Like, it's it was cute. But I don't know... If I didn't have to read it, would I have, like, finished it? That's kind of how, where I felt. I think about. you would have. I think I would have because I would want to keep going. Is, but I'm like... There is... If it, wasn't influ- if it wasn't influence. And I think I said the same thing with The Duke and I, mm-hmm. too. Like, if it wasn't because I was going to be watching the show... Hmm. Would I still have con- would I still be continuing with the series? Maybe I would have. I don't yeah, know. It's a no, maybe. I I think I think you would have finished it. I think I think for a lot of people, it's um, what was I going to say? Um, they're reading the book ex- expecting it to be exactly the same as like to have the same kind of. Uh, to have the same kind of everything as the show and they don't understand that the show changed a lot of things. I've heard it from people. So, mm. um, you know, and I think it also changes the way you look at things when you watch something and you go read it and you have that kind of expectation. I feel like that space should be mm-hmm. a place between the two things. Right. Respect each of them as their own medium. And like I said, I think for me, I think I should just continue reading them, not listening to them. Because I think yeah. that's what's... Do not like the narrator, unfortunately. It's unfortunate. And it really... It's sad. Like, I, I, I don't want to discredit... And guess what? There are probably some people that really enjoy the narration. It just... It's not... It's not hitting me the way it should. So, when I read the third book, I will actually read the book. Gotta, I will... I will give you my opinion when we get to... Book three. Supposedly, season three is going to start filming this summer. Yeah. So, hopefully by the same time next year, we will have season three and be discussing uh, the same uh, types of topic. But as always, I would suggest if you're... uh, Oh, speaking... Because I know we talked about this last episode. um, So, obviously, they changed the covers. There's, like, three different covers going on. Yeah, the there's the books. old covers. Mm-hmm. Which there's I have the... on mine, which has yeah. the the pocket watch on the cover, I I think, on my nook. There's um, the seven ninety nine cover, the regular cover. The, not the original, the second original, I guess. And then there is the um, 999 version of the mo- the show cover and the trade paperback, which is like 15 dollars version of the trade paperback the movie cover and there is a regular 
new cover. Mm. But yeah. Um, I do. I think it is very interesting if you've seen the poster for the the show. So it's like Kate and Anthony are very much in the background and the Palmall mallet, I think that's what it's called, and the bee are in the forefront. That's very important. I I think, I was like, wow, that's very interesting. Like you would think you'd have the lovers in the forefront and and you're like, oh no, that's actually very interesting to have that in, um, that set up that way. And I was like, huh. Um, but yes, I will be, uh, watching it. And of course we need to see what Lady Danbury is up to on the show because she's fabulous. I also just, I like the costumes. Um, I don't know if I talked about this with the costumes. Um, so somebody had like discovered like, oh, how, um, historically accurate are the costumes on Bridgerton? Um, and the background actors would get more historically accurate costumes than like, the people in the four, like like Anthony and Kate, are not going to have the most histor- like they will and they won't have the most historically accurate costumes. Obviously, like the bodices that they wear are not historically accurate. <laughs> just so you know, in case anyone's curious, um, those are just made for fun of television. In case anyone wanted to know, <laughs> uh, like the the very short bodices. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. What Daphne had on in a rainstorm once upon a time. Yeah, that's not historically accurate. But I don't think people really care. I mean, there are some people who do. But I think a majority of the viewing audience care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just in case anyone was curious. It was very interesting to know. Um, there's somebody on YouTube. Her name is Bernadette. And she broke it down. She goes, yeah, it's a stylistic choice on their part. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> But we will definitely be back to discuss uh, our breakdown. We're probably going to give maybe, what, about a week or so to let everybody watch so we don't spoil. But there will be spoilers when we discuss our thoughts on the show, much like we did the last time. If I'm not mistaken, Gata. Yeah. Because are you going to try to watch it the whole week, like, in one Um, I'm not sure, but I probably will watch it the whole weekend, yeah. We don't know. Is it going to be the same amount of episodes as the last season? You know what? I'm not sure. I honestly don't know. You know what? I have a phone in front of me. Let's find out. Bridgerton, season two. There we go. Season. No, don't play the trailer. Oh. Uh, yep. Eight episodes long. So it's the same. Yeah, so, yes, uh, we'll see how far each of us gets, and that'll probably be the determinant of when we discuss the show on the, for the podcast. But until then, uh, we will be back next week with something fairly interesting, I feel. Uh, maybe, if God is willing to play along. But until then, good night, Gata. Good night, Colleen. <laughs> Please follow us at The Romance Bar on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also email us at theromancebar at gmail.com. You can also contribute to us at Patreon slash ACPN. Thank you. We love you.